Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Jared Dubin does a really good job covering the NFL for CBS, uh, cbssports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at jadubin5. He joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. That would be beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. So, Jared, before we get to the combine and what you're hearing with respect to, you know, players that will be drafted, we're a week and a half away from free agency beginning. Uh, we heard Ryan Poles yesterday talk about, you know, the Justin Fields, they want to get to a decision sooner rather than later. Your guess on what that decision is and how it concludes. Um, my guess would be that they end up trading him. Um, you know, they're, it makes sense for them to sort of restart the, the rookie quarterback contract clock with where they are in their sort of de- development cycle and, w- and where they are in the league hierarchy and things like that. And, you know, if you still have questions about whether or not the quarterback on your team is like the no-doubt franchise quarterback after three years, then you probably do actually have that answer. It's very right. rare for someone to become that guy, you know, in season four and beyond. It's obviously possible, but, you know, the, the way the, the finances work, it just makes much more sense for them to be able to, to restart that clock, get a quarterback who's going to be cheaper over these next few years so they can build up the roster around him. It just makes more sense for them to, uh, to, to trade him. So where does he get dealt? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously there are plenty of teams – that would make sense because they have, you know, an opening, a quarterback. Um, I, I could see something like the Steelers with Arthur Smith there, given the way they run their offense. You know, there were comments, uh, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, from uh, Falcons coach Raheem Morris that made it seem like they were pretty interested in Fields or a player like Fields. I think that could make some sense too. I think a lot of it's going to have depend on – what happens this week at the combine where teams sort of get a feel for where other quarterbacks might be going or what teams are thinking about in the draft? Like, is Kirk Cousins going to stay in Minnesota? Is he going to go somewhere else? Are the Patriots going to pick a quarterback at number three? Or are they going to, you know, try to trade down or pick a receiver or something along those lines? I think what information these teams get over these next few days or so will play a pretty significant role in, uh, in who ends up being the, the suitors for him. 
You know, I was looking at this last night, and I, I think it's somewhat typical, um, but it didn't seem this typical last offseason. I think a third, almost a third of the league basically has a question mark about their opening day starter in 2024. That's that's a lot of teams, don't you think, at this point in the offseason? Or is it or is it typical? No, I think that that seems pretty high. Um, you know, some of those, I would imagine, like, you know, right now, Chicago and Washington are probably on that list, right? But they're going to take quarterbacks one and two almost certainly, you know, so that that's it's less of a question, I think, than it appears right now, just because we're not at the point in the calendar where it becomes clear. You know, obviously there are still other teams like, you know, most people expect, you know, Baker Mayfield to resign with Tampa. And I, it's, it does seem sort of like the consensus is emerging that Kirk Cousins will resign in Minnesota. That doesn't necessarily mean it's definitely going to happen, but, you know, you, you knock those four teams off the list and all of a sudden it's closer to, you know, a quarter of the league rather than a third of the league. Yeah. True, true. I, I I was including those teams, but you still have Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Vegas, Denver, Tennessee. Um, I included Tampa, but let's just say Baker goes back to Tampa. There are two interesting teams for me, and I'm curious as to what your thoughts are. The Giants and the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I think the Dolphins, it seems at least somewhat clear. Like, we don't know yet if, if Tua Tagovailoa is going to get, you know, a big extension. But, I mean, it, I think it would be pretty surprising if he wasn't at least the starter coming in to next season. Obviously, we've seen, you know, other coaches from the, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay tree move on from quarterbacks that are good, but maybe not necessarily great or good enough to lift the offense on their own. But I think those teams also had more of an opportunity to land that type of player than the Dolphins do right now. So, you know, there's no Matthew Stafford out there for the Dolphins to get. And there's no, like, they're not in position to trade up all the way into the top two or three like the 49ers were when they went and tried to solve their quarterback issue with Trey Lance. So, for me, the the Dolphins seems a little bit more clear-cut. The Giants, man, I mean, I I wouldn't want to go into next season with Daniel Jones as the starter. Um, You know, he's basically had one not disastrous season in the NFL and even that season I think got way overhyped last year based on he basically just it, it was a floor season and not a ceiling season he didn't really show that he could carry the the offense and, and lift the players around him it was more just he didn't self-destruct um, you know and that obviously now it's coming off the injury too they're in position maybe to try to trade up but you know if you get up to three you might be getting the third choice out of those quarterbacks is that really what you want to do it's it, it, it's tough to say with them yeah they're really interesting considering you know one year later after i your description of the season would be a little bit different than mine than the one he had um but still to your point uh everything just seemed to fall into place Bottom line, though, is there's nothing that he had around him. They were ravaged along the offensive line, no receivers. It was Saquon Barkley, and that was essentially it. I'd like to see Jones with some weapons if I were a Giant fan, but uh, you know how they deal with it will be interesting. The other one, too, is just, and I don't think there's an answer here other than you've, you know, you've already – You've invested too much and you're way too much on the hook to do anything about Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that, that contract is fully guaranteed. You know, there, there's no getting out of it. Like, I, I really don't know <laughs> what what they can do other than hope that he turns things around. You know, obviously they could try to, you know, get themselves a, a younger, cheaper quarterback in there as well. But you're so committed to all that money for Watson over these next few years. I don't think it's really feasible to cut ties until after, like, the 2025 season. And that's if they don't touch the contract in the next two years to get themselves, you know, in position to actually field the rest of the team. It's it's a big issue. We are talking to Jared Dubin. Uh, he covers the NFL for CBS Sports. Sticking with just free agency here for a moment, where does Saquon Barkley end up next year? Uh, it's, it's really hard to say what's going to happen with these running backs. Like, our team's going to actually want to pay them. You know, last offseason, the running back market, you know, there were the, the three running backs that got franchise tagged, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. And they wound up getting paid like so much more than the rest of the running backs that were on the market. Like, I think if teams knew that like the highest paid running back other than those guys, which was Miles Sanders was going to get like $6 million a year. I don't know if those three teams would have franchise tagged those guys. And now you're coming off, you know, at least $10 million each for last year for the three of them. Like, I don't know that any of them is getting anywhere near that range in terms of, you know, their average annual salary, you know, maybe they get, you know, a, a two-year deal or something like that, $8 million a year, something along those lines. But who really wants to invest $8 million a year in running backs in, you know, their late 20s? That's just not something that teams really want to do at this point. So you know, it's really hard to say where they're going to end up. Like, I think I would look at the teams with the most cap space just because they seem like the most likely to be able to fit that kind of salary on their books and teams that, you know, have a little bit less money, it's just not really feasible to meet the asking price that these guys are going to want. Yeah, and, and there, there are a bunch of them, right? I mean, Jacobs, Eckler, uh, Derrick Henry. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I would throw Tony Pollard in that mix too. Obviously, he didn't have right. his best season last year, but, you know, neither did Jacobs, neither did Eckler, neither did Henry, you know, neither did Barkley. None of these guys are coming off of their best season, like, and these are guys that have been, you know, among the better running backs in the league over the last few years. And Henry in particular, like he's going to be 30 years old. He's 240, 50 something pounds. Like he hasn't hit the league average in yards per carry since 2020. That's, you know, four full seasons ago at this point, like Saquon obviously has the injury issues. Jacobs in basically four of his five seasons has been a below average running back Pollard in the one season that he's been a workhorse, you know, was coming off of the brutal, you know, broken leg that he suffered and his efficiency right. w- was way down last year. It's just, it, it's hard to see, you know, the major market for these guys. Eckler too, you know, he's really small. He's on the older side. You know, I could see some team wanting him to be like the passing down, you know, complement of their, their tandem, but I don't know that anybody's going to pay him to be, you know, their, their number one guy for, you know, 250, 300 touches or anything like that. Your top 25 free agent list from the day before yesterday had Cousins as the number one free agent. You just suggested you think, and I I, I agree with this, I think he'll end up re-signing in Minnesota um, and staying there. Uh, Other than players re-signing with their own team, what will be the biggest headline in free agency with a player signing elsewhere? That's a good question. I think that there are a bunch of edge rushers that could get pretty big money. We put out our top. Uh, edge rushers in free agency list 
I think it went up this morning or, or last night. I can't remember which this one. Morning. And, you know, there's, there's a, a trio of guys at the top of that market in Brian Burns, Josh Allen, and Daniil Hunter. And I don't know if any or all of them are going to wind up staying with the team that they're on. You know, I think Allen is probably the most likely to stay with his current team. I could see him getting a pretty big extension. But, you know, are the Vikings really going to pay Daniil Hunter, you know, 20-plus million dollars a year going into – his thirties with the way their team is situated right now, you know, are the Panthers going to be able to to bring Brian Burns back? Is it going to be a franchise tag kind of situation? Like I, I could see Daniel Hunter being the guy that, that changes teams. What about one more on offense on, on free agency? And this is offensively Washington has holes to fill everywhere. The O line <laughs> is a big spot. Can they do damage in free agency along the offensive line? Yeah. I mean, they have, you know, a ton, an absolute ton of money to spend in free agency. If they really want to go and splash the pot and get, you know, the top available free agents, on, you know, whether it's on the interior or a tackle, like they have the financial wherewithal to do it. And, you know, they, they do need to spend a bunch of money just to reach the salary cap floor, you know, and with likely bringing in, um, you know, a, a quarterback with the number two overall pick, one of their top priorities should make sure should be, to make sure that that guy is as well protected as possible because he's not going to succeed otherwise. We've seen too many quarterbacks placed behind, you know, porous offensive lines and how it can hamper their development. Like for me, that's the thing I would be targeting above everything else. I know they hired a defensive coach, but the the most important thing for them is going to be squaring away how to make sure that their quarterback is successful. And to me, that's got to start with them solidifying the offensive line. You know, they do have some weapons, already in, in Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas. Like It's not a great crew, but the offensive line is much worse. They need to figure that spot out. Uh, do you have somebody specific? Like, you know, I was looking at the list the other day and I just pulled up your list. You know, Jonah Williams was more of a right tackle in Cincinnati. I don't know if they let him go, but uh, Washington needs help and both tackle spots are probably areas that they'll look names yeah i mean jonah williams was uh you know on the left side of the line until last year you know they brought in uh orlando brown and he moved over to the right and i don't think he played nearly as well on the right side as he did on the left i think you know maybe they could look at someone like um you know i'm looking i'm looking at my list now like trent brown is still out there granted he hasn't really played well outside of new england in his career but maybe they can figure something out to get him to play well there you know Mackay Becton is still available I think you could take sort of a flyer on him if the Jets don't end up bringing him back he finally played this year for the first time in a while he didn't play I think as well as he did earlier in his career but obviously with the injury issues that's something that you know maybe they can figure out and I think there are a lot of good you know interior offensive linemen that are out there like if if they can get you know uh, a veteran center like you know Connor Williams is available, Andre James, Aaron Brewer, like all, all three of those guys I think would make a good degree of sense for them. And, you know, there, there's guards available too. Like there's a bunch of good starting level guards available. Like if it were me, I would go after the interior lineman there and maybe they can get a tackle, you know, with their second round pick or something like that. Because uh, I, I don't think the tackle crop generally is as good as the interior offensive linemen that are available in free agency, you know, Tyron Smith is probably the best overall offensive lineman that's a free agent, but I can't see him going there. Like to me, it's, right. he's going back to Dallas 
Almost definitely. And, and, old, like, and older, whereas the interior, the, the the guards and centers that are out there are entering their prime pretty much off of their yeah, first year exactly. deal, off their yeah. first contract. And, and beyond the top few tackles, like it's it's sort of swing tackle types that are available yep. in free agency. The the interior linemen, there's many, there's just more starter quality types available. All right. We're talking to Jared Dubin from CBS Sports, Indy Combine this weekend. So... Uh, the the most I guess we're going to start hearing perhaps how some of these quarterbacks specifically in markets like ours how they handled their fifteen minutes of meet and greets uh, which started you know yesterday continue today etc. Who's going to perform well in that fifteen minute setting among the quarterbacks? <laughs> I can't say that I know enough about those guys you know personality wise. I tend to do most of my draft work in, you know, this time between the end of the season and the draft. And I sort of rely on the guys that we have at CBS to cover the draft for, for that kind of thing. Like I'll ask them and be like, what what are these guys about and things like that. So I can't say with any degree of confidence who's going to do the best in that setting. I'm really excited to to see them throw and to see them work out and, and to figure those things out, you know the guys that are scouting them all season just have way more information in terms of, you know, their personality and how they're perform in interviews. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, I think the teams really start to learn here um, this week as well. Do you have a preference after Caleb Williams, uh, Jaden Daniels or Drake May to Washington at two? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that I necessarily have a preference. I think they both obviously have different kinds of strengths. Daniels, the playmaking that he has outside of structure obviously is unbelievable, but it's not like May doesn't have that. You know, he, he ran plenty and he created outside of structure plenty throughout his career. I think it's a question of whether you want that to be like the best skill that your quarterback has or like the ancillary skill that he has and how much you value those two different things and the difference between those things. I think Daniels throws really well down the field is, is something that's exciting and, you know, the, the, the offense, you need to be able to stretch the field vertically to be able to do the type of things that you want to do in the NFL these days. And that's a, a big, you know, feather in his cap as well. So this is my, sort of my way of talking around. I don't necessarily have a preference, and it's a matter of, you know, what you're looking for within the structure of your offense. One last one. You may not have an answer to this, but I, I read recently – that the NFL is going to explore the kickoff rule again and that there is some momentum for the XFL rule where they kick off from the 35, the other 35, with the other team lined up at the 30 and nobody can move until the ball's actually touched. Are you hearing anything about them doing something with the kickoff? Yeah, I mean, I've basically heard what is out there and, you know, things that are being considered um, – I don't. I didn't even know what the actual XFL rule was I didn't until it either. came out. Like yeah. they're considering the XFL rule. I still don't really understand necessarily how it works, but they're obviously going to look into it. It's something that they've been looking into pretty much every offseason. Ways to figure out both how to have more kickoffs and how to make them safer. And I think if there's a way that they can do it, then they'll do it. But it's also really tough because it's naturally the most dangerous play in the league, just based on the structure of the way it works, it's hard to have more kickoffs and reduce the number of injuries on like the way to reduce the number of injuries on kickoffs is to have fewer returns. So it's sort of opposing goals. 
Yeah, I I don't know if there's a big clamoring from fans on this. I I, I don't, and and I think the change on the extra point, you know, which is now what 10, 12 years ago. I don't know that there was a clamoring for them to move the extra point back. It's become more exciting. There are more misses than before. Um, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. It, it certainly seems like something the competition committee wants to figure out an answer to. Jared, thanks. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Yep. Jared Dubin uh, at Dubin 5 on Twitter on X. Uh, all right. We'll talk uh, some commanders quarterback uh including and quinn said yesterday uh if you didn't hear what he said this morning on the junkies we'll play that again for you um but we'll get into some of what's going on out in indy right now kevin sheehan showed the team 980 and the team 980.com worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coach Quinn, first let me say we really appreciate all the time you're giving us. <laughs> Thank I wanted you. to see if you're willing to do a quick word association with us, okay? So just first things that pop into your head when I give it. You don't have to go long on them. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Explosive. Jonathan Allen. Dominant. Sam Howell. Tough. Drake May. Athletic. Caleb Williams. D.C. Jaden Daniels. Game changer. That was Dan Quinn earlier uh, with the Junkies um, playing word association, uh, and they did not give him a chance to say no. Um, So... Uh, that's certainly a headline for the day. I want you guys to weigh in on what you thought you heard. Uh, did you hear Dan Quinn essentially tell you that Jaden Daniels is their leader in the clubhouse right now uh, for number two, 301 if you want to start lining it up on the phone lines. I did want to play some of the Dan Quinn sound 
from yesterday um, because there were some thoughtful answers, some long answers, um, but some interesting answers on what we you know learned from him about the combine and these interviews and specifically about quarterback. He was asked on the qualities you have to have as a quarterback. Here's what he said. I would say, number one, you better be really tough, mentally, physically tough, because there's going to be times when the person is open on the physical toughness. You got to stay in there to deliver it, you know, into the right spot. Um, I think you have to have the mental toughness to withstand all that's going on and keep your focus right here on the team, right with the group that you're with. Um, as far as like a performance side, I think you better show accuracy on the deep ball because when those moments for explosive plays are there, there's a, a single high coverage, it's a man-to-man, it's an all-out blitz, and you nail those moments, that's where the explosive plays are driven. So um, you certainly want to look for a quarterback who can get it out of a bad play. You know, in our NFL, it doesn't just all time up evenly. I think if you guys look at the stats, we had more mobile scrambling quarterbacks this year than maybe at any time over the last 20 years. And so a lot of that is when a play breaks down, they can go create and get on the move to go. And so how do you speed up when a blitz is coming and it's not there yet and you buy time to let that happen? Those are traits that are hard to measure. They're not accuracy. How do you get out of a bad play? There's not a metric for that. How do you speed up a throw that the blitz is coming? It's not quite there yet, but you have to get rid of it early because you're about to get drilled. Those are things that you look for. And so that's why at that position, the tape, the tape, the tape. You have to find that. You have to get out of bad plays. You got to be able to speed up. You got to show that kind of toughness. And um, there's all sorts of ways to look at it. I can certainly remember um, during my time in Atlanta inviting Ron Wolf down to training camp um, just so I could spend two days with him evaluating quarterbacks that were in that year's draft. What did you see and what did it look like? And I can remember we were watching one player and there was an interception and he had said, wind that back. And I was looking, thinking he was thinking about the interception. No, no, you can let it run now. And it was to see how hard was the player going after that had the interception. So like he wasn't looking at the mechanic of the throw. He was studying the person and the competitiveness of stuff. So I think there's a lot of details that go into that position. We'd probably have a really long press conference on it, but um, it's also what makes my job and Adam's job really fun to make sure you're finding somebody with rare, unique stuff um, and then develop it over and over and over. Interesting that he mentioned Ron Wolf. I believe that Ron Wolf lives in the area, maybe in Annapolis, uh, somewhere around Annapolis, uh, down on the water. I mean, he's got to be in his mid-80s, but, you know, longtime Packers GM uh, in an organization that did pretty well uh, with quarterbacks uh, over the years. But uh, those uh, initial thoughts about mentally, physically tough, being able to take that shot hanging in there, and then all of this stuff with respect to being able to get out of a bad play, being able to throw an accurate deep ball, um, because that's where you get the explosives. You know, explosives have become uh, a, has become a word that so many coaches use so much more now than they did five years ago. I'll tell you a coach right now you hear, and you hear it a lot in college, Mike Loxley, the head coach at Maryland, talks about giving up explosives, explosives and the explosives they get as the biggest determinants to winning and losing college football games. It isn't the same level at the pro level because – 
you just don't have as many or as many opportunities. By the way, there are fewer plays in NFL games, fewer snaps in NFL games. But the explosive plays, getting them so that you don't have to put together 14-play, six-and-a-half-minute drives, and then stopping the explosives are huge determinants in these games. Of the players that we are looking at in the top three, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May, personally, I don't even think it's close in terms of the player that created the most explosive plays, both in getting out of bad plays um, and then taking advantage of you know the opportunity to throw deep under pressure. And I think that's Caleb and Jaden Daniels. Uh, there may be a lot of numbers out there that suggest that May's right there. And I think May there are, there is tape of May doing a phenomenal job under pressure and delivering a big-time ball or getting out of a bad play to create a good play. All three of these guys are creators. They're extenders. They're off-schedulers. They're all really good. Caleb Williams sometimes a magician. Jaden Daniels just flat out doing it with incredible feel and speed and quickness in short spaces and athleticism and a big-time arm. May sometimes doing it with great athleticism, also with great strength. Um, but interesting just to hear him. That's a long answer, man. Dan Quinn's giving you a lot here in his introductory presser. Um, and in this presser yesterday, he's still giddy over getting this job. At one point, he was asked um, about the number of or how long um, he how many days ago he was a head coach and what it means to him to be a head coach again. He knew exactly how many days it had been since he had been a head coach in Atlanta. He said one, two, three, four, as in twelve hundred and thirty-four days ago. Uh, here's a guy that's been waiting for this opportunity. This is what he said with respect to the offense on what he wants to see from the offensive side of the ball. Well, I think on any team and certainly one that, you know, we want to be, a, you know, a part of to say the run and the play pass that really has to go hand in hand. And so that's where a lot of the explosive plays comes big run. Then it comes back to a play pass. So having that kind of balance is super important. So uh, for all of us, you know, we, we certainly obviously there's some good skill players on the team, but uh, allowing the run game to flourish makes some of the big explosive passes come to life. So having that balance, having the ability to run the ball, now play passes, now big plays that come off it, that's balance. And if you can get that part right, those are the hardest teams to go against because if you're just one or the other, most you know good defenses can find a way to do that. But if you have the balance, move a quarterback out of the pocket, make it look like a run, that's when that's when the, you know you make it the most challenging. I thought this was a really interesting answer. First of all, we heard from Cliff Kingsbury, very little from Kingsbury in his introductory presser, but he essentially, you know, negated this idea that he runs the air raid, the version of the Mike Leach air raid, you know, how mummy air raid offense in the NFL and that he did that in Arizona. And the numbers back him up. I mean, they were, you know, in that year in which they went 11 and 6, they were a 53-47, 54-46 pass to run team. They were not significantly high. But when he talks about 
hand in hand and mentions the word balance as many times as he did, that makes you think about what kind of offense they're going to be looking at. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's quarterbacks are in shotgun a hell of a lot. Doesn't mean you can't be a balanced team from shotgun, but when I think about great run-pass marriages offensively, I think about some the thing that Anthony Lynn's been involved in most recently, the Shanahan offensive scheme, which requires the quarterback to be under center a lot more than average. I saw that Sam Fortier, um, who always does a nice job with this, put together a story earlier in the week um, what to expect from Cliff Kingsbury's offense. It it won't be the air raid uh, that, that people uh, describe. But, you know, the idea of offensive coordinators, especially early in a quarterback's career, making it easier for them by putting them in the shotgun a lot because that's what they're used to coming out of college. But you're not as effective as a running team and certainly as a play-action or boot team from shotgun. One of the reasons for that, and this was something that, you know, Cooley used to explain to everybody because coming from the Shanahan scheme, he understood the importance of the quarterback being under center. The play fake happens with the ball not exposed to the defense, specifically not exposed to the players who are in the box, linebackers or safeties that are in the box. In the shotgun, the ball is exposed, so the play fakes aren't nearly as impactful. They don't make the defense suck up as much as an under center play fake does. Um, Sam put together this list of quarterbacks recently, college versus pro, percentage of shotgun to what what they ended up doing in their NFL rookie season. Um, the biggest, now he only played what three games last year, Anthony Richardson did last year, Denton, before he got hurt. He was, you know, a high 90s shotgun quarterback in college, and Indy had him in the shotgun in the, in the mid 90s. Now, he didn't play a whole season, whereas CJ Stroud was in the mid 80s in college in the shotgun, and in Houston last year with Bobby Slowick. Less than 60% of the time in the shotgun, a lot of under center, so much more than C.J. Stroud had been used to. Um, What's interesting is Cliff Kingsbury is a shotgun quarterback, whether they're running the football or not. Brian Johnson, a shotgun quarterback with Jalen Hurts, whether they're running the ball or not. I'm going to be really interested to see offensively how they design things. You know, how they've evolved. You heard him say, we've got to be, we've got to say that the run and the play pass, he's talking about play action, they go hand in hand. That's where a lot of explosive plays comes. Big run, then play pass, play action. You know, the threat of legitimately being able to run the ball and sucking those backers and even a safety up close to the line of scrimmage creates for a lot of room behind them. So having that kind of balance, super important. You know, is it from the shotgun or is it from under center? He didn't talk about that specifically. But the best run-pass marriages are 
with more under center than the quarterback was used to in college. And you're getting three quarterbacks who spent much of their college time in the shotgun. Um, I think that's going to be interesting to watch how Kingsbury, if he is – he talked about having to evolve, you know, and defenses catch up and you've always got to be coming up with what the next thing is. Um, Be interesting to see what uh, how they do it. Brian Johnson last year as the OC, all right, in Philadelphia, Hertz was in the shotgun on 93% of the snaps. I personally feel like if they're going to be a real good run-pass marriage team, you can be that from the shotgun 90% of the time, but it's harder to be that from the shotgun. Uh, because again, the best play, you know, play action uh, opportunities come with under center when you turn your back to the defense and you don't expose the ball. Um, there was more from Dan Quinn. Uh, he was asked, by the way, and I thought this was interesting. He was asked about what happened to his Dallas defense in that blowout loss to the Packers where the Packers scored 41 points offensively, 48 in total. Uh, I did not and had not heard him answer that question. Here's what he said. Yeah, of course. That was a, a huge after action to, to find why that performance wasn't to the standard you know, that we had set. And I wish there was one thing to say, you know, this is one thing that we could have done differently in that space because those are games are the ones that, that leave a scar. You know, they were hard to deal with. Um, the team had been an excellent tackling team, creating takeaways, and so uh, not having to be in the same space for that, uh, that hurt and that stung. But uh, if there was one thing that you would have put your finger on, you certainly would have done that early uh, to go. But the team had been excellent at not allowing explosive plays, and certainly in that game, uh, more than, than was needed. Yeah, they gave up explosive after explosive in that game. But to be fair, the 49ers gave up some explosives to the Packers uh, as well, and they were kind of lucky to survive um, that. Um, All right, there's a little bit more from Quinn on just the interviews at the Combine and what they get out of him. I'll play that. But I want to hear from you at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. When Dan Quinn was playing Word Association this morning uh, with the Junkies, and he said, you know, about Terry McLaurin, explosive, Jonathan Allen, dominant, uh, Sam Howell, tough, Drake May, athletic, Caleb Williams, he said D.C., as in he's from D.C., and then the last one was Jaden Daniels, and he said, game changer. What's your reaction? What's your takeaway from that? Uh, 301-230-0980 will take your calls next, and you'll hear what Quinn said about what they get out of the Combine interviews. Uh, Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, and com. NBA hoops action. Wizards fall to the Warriors 123 to 112. Klay Thompson led the Warriors with 25 points off the bench. Kyle Kuzma led all scores with 27. Not the best revenge game for Jordan Poole. He had just 12 points off the bench on 5 of 17 shooting. The Wizards are now 9 and 49. That's 40 games under 500. They're off today, headed to Los Angeles. They got the Lakers 
on Thursday. The Caps get rocked in Detroit by a score of 8-3. to Terps in action tonight. They host Northwestern. Tip-off at 7 pregame, 645 right here on the Team 980. And that's what's trending. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So on the junkies this morning, as we told you, Dan Quinn played word association. And with the quarterbacks, he said about Sam Howell, tough, about Drake May, athletic, about Caleb Williams, he just said D.C., as in he's from D.C., and about Jaden Daniels, he said game changer. Was his Jaden Daniels answer in particular a clue that he is their guy? 301 230 0980. Uh, our phone lines are open. I did want to play just one more Dan Quinn uh, soundbite um, from his presser yesterday. Uh, he was asked on, you know, the the thing that he gets the most out of the upcoming interviews uh, with the players, the 15-minute interviews at the Indy Combine. Here's what he said. I don't know if it's anything different, but it is one that uh... – having the ability to have as many touch points as you can. So even if a, some of our coaches are back in Washington doing that and do nighttime Zoom, so Adam and I in a room, now a Zoom, then some video, the college scout who's in the area. So I think just finding those spaces to go. But more than anything, this is, this is almost the first touch point in a lot of spaces to get to know the man. And there'll be other ones. There's you know the pro days and visits there and 30 visits. So there's a lot, obviously, that goes into it. And we want to make sure that we're not going to be for everybody. Like, we were looking for absolute guys that are willing to go for it and show that kind of toughness and speed and finishing ability. And so that's going to be a priority for us. And so we want to make sure that each and every guy that, that has there, there's a specific role of how they'll get it on with us. There you go. He loves to say, get it on, rock on. Um, like Dan Quinn so far, he's very enthusiastic and very, I think, authentic and genuine. Um, so far, so good. Uh, all right, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Uh, the question uh, is, if you listened to the Junkies this morning, and we've played it a, a few times already, specific to the quarterbacks playing one-word association he said about Sam Howell, tough, Drake May, athletic, Caleb Williams, D.C., Jaden Daniels, game changer. Was that Daniels' answer a clue that Daniels is their guy? First of all, Denton, what would be your one-word answer for Jaden Daniels? I would have said game wrecker. 
rather than game changer. But game changer works. I think he wrecks defenses. I think he can do a lot of different things. So I would just say game wrecker. Game wrecker. He does wreck games, but I always think that that's more of a term for a defensive player. Like I think of Miles Garrett as like the game wrecker in the NFL. Um, I would just say electrifying or some sort of synonym for electrifying because the game mesmerizing like he was at times mesmerizing to watch every snap you were like what's he going to do on this play um game changing no doubt i mean it really didn't matter the situation for lsu now they played some bad defensive teams you and i have talked about it old miss florida etc and then they played some good defensive teams in Alabama and Missouri, and he, you know, he wrecked those games too while he was in it anyway against Alabama. Uh, but what did you take out of this? Here's what I take out of it. I take out of it that Dan Quinn was put on the spot. He did a nice job in answering the questions. He played along. The junkies actually didn't give him a chance not to play along, which was well done by them. Um, but you're getting, because he didn't plan for it, you're getting what was in his mind when he said it. And now, he thought about it for a couple of seconds. The answers that we've been playing have been edited a little bit just to cut out the the wait time in between the answers. But Game Changer, I mean, there's certainly nothing that you could say about Game Changer that's negative in terms of the way they feel about Jaden Daniels. When you say D.C. for Caleb Williams, okay, it's the first thing that comes to mind. It doesn't mean that he doesn't think that Caleb Williams is a game changer, but he didn't think of game changer first. But then again, that might be because Jaden Daniels isn't from D.C. and Caleb Williams is. With Drake May athletic, I mean, Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams are just as athletic as Drake May. He's bigger and stronger looking athletically. Um, What do you think? Uh, what did you, what do you think you heard from Dan Quinn? Phone lines are open at 301-230-0980. We'll start with my guy Bobby in North Carolina. Bobby, what's up? Hey, Kevin. Uh, how you been, bud? Doing good? I'm, I'm good, Bobby. You? Yeah, wide open. Uh, look, real quick, everything that I've heard him say since he got the job, Kevin, is such a refreshing breath of fresh air from what we've been through the last four years. Uh, he's very energetic. I love that. Um, you can He just oozes confidence every time he gets behind the mic. But as far as what he said this morning, which I didn't listen to it, but I, I heard what you were talking about, what he said, I don't think he said anything out of he shouldn't have. I just think he's, he is. He's a game wrecker. He's a gamer. I mean, everybody knows it. So, But I don't think he tipped his hand in any way on what they're thinking inside. Maybe, you know, I don't. But anyway. That's how I feel. But he's he's definitely I, – I love to listen to him. I listened to that press conference yesterday at length, and he, he's very good behind the mic. You know, he gives us what we need, and he's not saying things that he shouldn't say like the previous coach did for four years. Yeah, look, uh, I mean – yeah, Thanks, Bobby. You could say that with respect to the word association that the junkies hit him with there at the end of their – I think it was at the end of their conversation with him – caught him off guard – and it started with players that he has, but then it went to draft prospects. And you could make the case that he should not have answered anything as it relates to the draft prospects, but I don't think he gave any – I personally don't think he gave anything away there. 
I, I don't. Um, I think, you know, he was thinking about the players and the tape that he's watched, and it's the first thing that popped in, into his mind. But you, you, you're not wrong if you say, you know, with respect to the draft prospects, he probably, the answer should have been, I'll save that for, you know, after the draft. Um, let's go to Larry in La Plata. Larry, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, long-time listener on the team and with Uncle Tony. What did I make Thanks, of Larry. yesterday's comments? I make uh, that Adam Peters is probably going to limit Dan Quinn's media appearances until after the draft. I say that <laughs> facetiously, of course. But if I may quote you from years past, isn't this time of the year called a lying season? <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I think that's essentially what they want to propagate until after the draft. Um, and again, going back to, you know, to Jaden Daniels, I love him, Kevin, and I know you've talked about this ad nauseum, but damn, he's too skinny. He's skinny. Given the dynamic way he plays, he scares me to death that he's going he's gonna to get hurt. He's not RG, RG3. RG3 was a track star. He wasn't an athlete. But I, I'm scared to death of drafting Jaden Daniels, frankly. It's the, it's, you know, Larry, it's the number one concern for me. He, I just see a guy that really is thin uh, in that frame. But I also see a guy that if he only ran as a way to create off schedule, to create throws down the field, to scramble, um, and, it, and it wasn't a, a an offense in year one where they had a lot of option runs or designed runs, I think he can really throw in any kind of offense. I actually think he'd be great in, in a Shanahan-style offense. You know, once he got comfortable being under center with play fakes, he throws a great ball. He throws really, really well and really throws the deep ball well. Uh, Samaj, Samaj, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, Coach? I'm well. Very good. Um, well, first off, I think – uh, I don't know about the we, but I think Dan spoke for who he would prefer. That's what I think came out of that that uh, that Q and A with uh, the junkies. I think he just kind of spoke to who he would prefer. That would be my only takeaway from that. And then I also would add, Kevin. I was going to call yesterday because you're kind of similar on the same topic. I I really hope that Peters and the Brain Trust keep Jacoby. I think Jacoby is the perfect transition quarterback. And I think he might be the best backup quarterback in the league. And I can't think of a better quarterback veteran that I would want to have around a rookie. I don't care which one it is um, than Jacoby. And I also would be a little curious, if not a little hesitant, about the D.C. comment with Caleb. Because I think, Dan, that wasn't by accident. I think that was the point. He's D.C. And you've got to be really careful when it comes to young kids coming home getting that first break in professional life and still having all their childhood roots. Some of it can be a distraction. We've seen that. Some of Sometimes it's not. It depends on the player and his background, his support structure, all that good stuff. So that's my thoughts, Kevin. Thanks for taking my no, call, buddy. And I go, know. Go thanks Washington so, Wolves. Washington yeah, Wolves. Washington thanks Wolves. so much. I, I, I know what you're saying there, and there are people that are adamant that you have to be super careful, careful about bringing a kid home. Remember one thing about Caleb Williams. Um, Caleb Williams is going to be one of the first drafted players that got real NIL money. And I mean significant NIL money. Um, and the, the, it, he's not getting his first taste of 
affluence with this first rookie contract. I mean, he's essentially signed uh, something close to not a first round or first overall pick rookie deal. Um, but these players moving forward, as long as NIL is around, uh, they're going to come in more sophisticated when it comes to, and more experienced when it comes to having money. Um, but that's uh, an interesting point about coming home. All right. Uh, if you're on hold, stay there. All right. Lou, Greg, everybody else on hold, 301-230-0980. We've got an open line as well if you want to weigh in on what Dan Quinn said this morning with the junkies when he said about Jaden Daniels in a one-word association game, game changer. What did you learn from that? Was it a clue that Jaden Daniels is their guy? Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.